0: Hi, cuties. Welcome to the Royal Diaries, your place for fashion, slam life of fashion, and some candid straight talk just for you. Some tea, some fashion tea. I am Ginger Nichelle. I am here with my brand, L Royalty Clothing. Today, our topic is going to be the six steps it takes. be a designer. Don't get too excited. (laughs) These six steps are the six condensed steps. There's way more to just these six, but here is a jumping off point for you. If you are considering being a fashion designer, having your own fashion brand, or having your clothing brand, here are things that you need to consider before you get started So let's jump on in. So step one, you are going to have to know your target market. Now, what is a target market? Your target market is who you're selling to. What is their demographic? What's their age, location? How much do they make? What do they like? What are their hobbies? Who is this type of person? What do they like spending on? What is their need? You have to think about also what exactly are you creating? Are you going to be a swimwear brand? Are you going to be a athleisure brand or athletic brand are you going to be doing men's doing kids doing plus size doing missy doing petite doing couture making clothing for performers or dancers really think about who you are what you're creating your target market you really have to figure out who you're making your clothing for who that target market is who is that person that you're selling to that's your first thing you need to figure out uh, as a designer who you're selling to and what category you are going to be selling to step two is to know what your brand story is what what's your aesthetic what's the color palette what are the silhouettes how how do you feel or the person feels when they see your brand how how does it make sense let's say for example your target market is a vintage people who love the vintage 1950s look so all your styling your music your feel should all have a 1950s feel it shouldn't be futuristic like light up clothing um it doesn't really make sense now. If you want to do 50 style clothing, but make it light up, that's something different. Um, but if you really are looking for a certain vintage style, maybe the 1920s or you know Victorian era, you definitely want to stick with the elements of that era, of that uh, mood, music, colors, silhouettes. Um, obviously there is some artist interpretation based on, you know, your own design, aesthetic, and style, but however, you do still want to make sure that you're keeping with that aesthetic. You really want to think about the colors. So when somebody sees colors of something, um, they think of your brand. For me, you know, I mean, I love Barbie. I love pink. So what I hope is when my, customers see a pink wig or a colorful wig they're like "Mm, yeah just like El Royalty you know that's like that indie that indie designer that loves her pink wigs (laughs) like um that's really what I want to bring as my aesthetic is really a pink cutesy vibe so you really do have to think about that as well. Step three is understanding the garments you are creating. So understanding the construction, the fabrics, the trims, and know the function of those items. For example, you want to think about, okay, if you're going to use zippers, are you going to use invisible zippers mainly on your clothing? Are you going to use grommets? Are the grommets going to be gold, silver, black? Are they going to be contrast? Are they going to be dyed to match? Are you going to be using contrast threads? Are you going to do you know, a lot of top stitching, a lot of cover stitching, or are you going to make everything die to bad so you don't see all the threads? Are you going to have a bunch of seams and cuts? Do you want to always use pockets? You have to think about those things as well so that you can understand, better understand your target customer and better understand giving them what they need. Even if you're not making the clothing yourself and you're going to a manufacturer or you're going to someone to make your clothes for you, you still need to know the construction so that you can explain it. So you can know it when you see it, because you may go to a manufacturer and the manufacturer might say, you say, okay, I want a double needle cover stitch, reverse cover stitch. And they give, it, they give you a sample and you don't know, you don't think to either look for it or make sure it's on there, you approve it, and then you see your final collection, you don't see the double needle cover stitch. Um, and you are like, hey, where's my double needle cover stitch? And they're like, well, you approved the sample. So we did what the sample said, even though you said to do that, you know. Um, so you just need to make sure to be on top of what you want and knowing what you want and knowing where to look out for these issues. I'm going to have this as a 3.1 or 3-1. Um, it Like I said, if you're not creating your own garments, you still need to know the type of techniques and when to use them and when to not. Because, you know, if you go to a manufacturer or even go to a person and you want you know, a knit dress sewn and they sew everything with a straight stitch and don't overlock anything, then it's going to be a problem uh, for you um, once you have the garment because now the garment is going to just be falling apart because everything is made out of a straight stitch instead of um, an overlock or a cover stitch or even a zigzag stitch. If they couldn't do that, you're going to run into issues. So you're going to definitely need to know how to construct or If you are going the route of kind of just merchandising a store, so you're buying from vendors, pre-made, pre-packaged, you know, pretty much all they're doing is you're buying the garment ready made. Maybe they're putting your label in it or maybe you cut out their label or something and just attach a tag with your label on it whatever you still need to know um you still need should know at least some basic information about fabrics and things because anyone will tell you you like oh you know I like this it looks like a cute sweater knit I want to order that set and you get it and you're like this doesn't feel like what I thought it was (laughs) they're like they'll tell you yes it's sweater knit here's documentation that says it's a sweater knit when it's obviously like 100% cotton, uh, that's just how it is. You know, people will sell to you whatever they want to sell to you, so that you can, so you can buy it, and, and they don't really care so much that you have the correct thing or not. You definitely want to be able. To understand that you want to also be able to understand their sizing, uh, because maybe their size large is actually your size medium, or their size medium is like you know your large. I mean, so just make sure you're aware of that as well when ordering from vendors. It's going to be a lot more back and forth. The most I feel feel like vendors is probably the most back and forth, unless they're sending you a sample. You know, unless they're sending you a sample in the beginning and you can kind of tell them yay or nay. Or you know, manufacturer, same thing. You're just gonna have to really be in communication <laughs> and make sure they know exactly what they're doing. So that leads us to number four, which is uh, learning about fits and getting clothing to fit right on the body. So you are going to want to fit your clothing on a human, not just only on dress forms or just fitting on yourself. You definitely want to fit on a person. Um, You can fit on yourself. I mean, you're balling on a budget and you got (laughs) to, you know, cut where you can cut. You can fit it on yourself at least, you know, to check the armhole. Can you reach over your head? Can you your arms out in front and drive. If you are in this outfit, can you, you know, bend over? You know, if it's in a dress and so you don't see up the dress, can you sit down in the pants or the shorts or whatever it is and not feel edgy? You know, you really have to think about fit, think about proportion, your size chart, how that fits into everything, what you're, you know, how much you're going to be grading between. Sizes, that, all of that, you know, goes into the fit. Now, if you have the budget and you can hire a fit model to come in and maybe just fit on your clothes for an hour, maybe not do crazy fittings where you're doing an actual fitting like a technical designer and writing notes and taking pictures and all that, but maybe just taking, you know, ideas and whatever they are saying to you um, and taking note of it or filming it and writing it down however you do it you can do that as well or even finding a friend to um, you know come try your clothes on of course everyone's not going to be perfect Uh, you know I've had models um, that I fit clothes on where their waist and hips were perfect but their bust is too small technically (laughs) where I am on their size chart but they You know, have a smaller chest, but they would probably still get the medium or the small or whatever I fit them in. But they just recognize, like, well, I just I just have to wear a padded bra and then I'll be all right. (laughs) So you just have to make sure you do understand fit. You don't have to be. A technical designer, there are people that specialize in that, but you should understand it uh, on a pretty good level so that when you see something, when you see an armhole that looks off or crotches off or things like that, you know what to look for when you're doing a fitting. You know, if you buy if you're buying things from a vendor, uh, everything is typically fit before. Um, Maybe not well, (laughs) um, because it might be fast fashion. So they might just do a first fit and then go into production. So things might not fit perfectly, but it still is a good idea to put it on the on a person, so you at least know how you can um, fit it, or if there's any notes that you have to put with uh, your clothing. You know, maybe it runs a little big, or maybe it runs small, or something like that. So you know that you have to add that fact. <laughs> so number five is you're going to have to know how to translate your ideas into actual garment. If you are a type of designer that's very abstract and you just kind of create things and put things together and that's all totally cool and fine, the world needs designers like that. It's not like there's some weird hierarchy about it or anything, but you are going to have to know how to get that design on a person Um, because I did know someone who said that they don't really design off of people. How they design is they drape fabric around a model and that's how they do it. So they weren't really too sure how to create garments when they only had a dress form and paper. (laughs) So you will have to know how to put garments together from your ideas to your sketches, what have you, and put that into an actual garment that someone can wear. Because no one is going to really, ideally, you know, put on a garment that's kind of wrapped around them and kind of sort of on and you know maybe held together with safety pins or something or hot glue nobody's going to really walk around in that type of garment they will walk around in any garment that they can actually wear throw on and put on now Obviously, it's different if you're doing some kind of couture show or their whole thing is they're going to be the star of the show and they're standing there all night just in your look. Obviously, there are certain times and things where this makes sense. <laughs> there, there are times and places where these couture really abstract items make sense. However, if you are not that type and you're the type that is designing or the average person whatever that is in your target market then you need to make sure that they can wear the garment without oh well if I pin it here or oh I gotta actually you know have a couple pins and then it fits or I gotta constantly keep pulling up you know my straps or my straps are too long so I gotta tie them like you don't really want someone to have to go through all these hassles to wear your clothes so you really have to understand and know how to translate your ideas in your head and either you're making it or you're translating to someone else to make it for you so just be sure that just be sure that you are able to understand what you're doing so that you can pass it on to the next person and last but not least <laughs> You are going to need to sell yourself. You're going to have to network a lot. You're going to have to know how to talk up yourself, your brand, your aesthetic. You are really, really going to be getting people to buy into your art completely. That's really at the end of the day, that's what you want. That's what you are going to have to do. So this can be difficult for certain people because it depends on how good you are with selling yourself. If you're not, you know, look into getting a sales rep, looking into look into getting a marketing team or someone to market you so then you don't have to really worry about it. Somebody else is pushing you, you know, pushing you, pushing your product, pushing all of that. Make sure that you do have have someone there push to promote yourself because this is a very very important step as a designer because if nobody knows who you are you're not going to really sell (laughs) that much really you know you can still have your niche market or your you know maybe a hundred people that you know just kind of buy every time you come out with the collection it doesn't have to be mass like thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people buying from you every time but you should still aspire to selling to a mass group of people or sell to people. And that's the whole point of getting your line and getting your art out there is because you do want to sell to others and sell yourself. So if you're not good at it, like I said, hire people that are so then you don't have to worry about it. If you are sort of good at it, then at least you can start by trying to get your name out there, you know, handing out your business card, doing fashion shows, doing photo shoots, putting yourself just out there into the world and see where it takes you. So that concludes this episode of the Royal Diaries, the six steps it takes to be a designer like I said, are very condensed steps. There is a lot more to this, but these are kind of the beginning steps that you should consider if you're really thinking about being a designer. I know it's kind of intensive. It's a lot to kind of think about. There's different ways you can do it, but you should really write down and figure out, is this what you're going to do? Is this how you're going to do it? Uh, And go from there. You know, I hope that this advice was helpful for you. Uh, If you do know somebody that is trying to be a designer, you know, maybe send them this podcast (laughs) send them my podcast in general um because we talk about everything that has to do with fashion and um being a fashion designer an indie designer a business owner entrepreneur uh, all of that it would be great feel free to check me out on all my other social media lroyaltyclothing.com is where you can see my clothing collection so you can see what i do and how i do it (laughs) um Other than that, stay cute and stay unique. I'm Ginger Nichelle and I will see you next time. Bye.